Welcome back to another episode of the Big Mike and Chife podcast. Today, we have a great episode lined up with an interview later with NBC 15's very own sports reporter, Mike Jocko Jocks. We're excited to have him on the podcast today. I'm here with Ben Daly and Christian Chife Yeager. How are you boys doing? Pretty good, pretty good. We are doing well today, Mike. Doing well. We want to first get the podcast off started by saying good luck to our premier guest of the podcast. Our first ever guest, Ben Probst, will be playing in his first ever playoff game for UW Platteville tonight. We'll see. Hoping he's having a good game. They're 6-2 and this season, so see how that goes for them. Uh, Also want to send our thoughts and prayers out to our boy Tiger Woods after that brutal car accident he was just in. Hoping he can make a good recovery and get back on the course. All right, boys. It's been a little bit. Have you guys been watching some sports? How have you been doing? Oh, yeah. I've been watching the Badgers basketball team. I'm getting disappointed almost every night. I mean, you know, they the Badger, if the Badger basketball keeps losing like this, I might, we might just have to put probes and Platteville in the tournament instead of... Make some roster moves. Hey, man, we might have to talk to him after the season. He could enter the transfer portal, get him out there, hitting some threes for the boys. Yeah. I mean, we know we know that uh, Probst has met some of those Badgers before back last year when the fall was on that hot streak. Oh, uh, yeah. So, never know. Never know. He keeps lighting it up. So the Badgers, a couple last games here, lost to Purdue last night in a tough one. Uh, senior night against Illinois. Uh, their starters, their senior starters' last games at the Kohl Center. Uh, they looked like it was going to be a blowout the whole time. Trice battled back with 19 points in the last two minutes of the game. Man, that was impressive. But still couldn't. They still couldn't get the win out, and it's like. These last couple games here, the scale is just not tipping in the right direction for the Badgers, and they've lost a couple of tough, tough ones. So, going now that it is March, going into March here, we'll have the Big Ten tournament um, starting March 10th through the 14th. Um, the obvious favorites for this are going to be Iowa, Illinois, Michigan, uh, and Ohio State, I think. What do you, what do you guys think? Yeah, definitely looking at um, Michigan and Illinois right now. I think um, both Wisconsin and Iowa have been a bit rather disappointing this season. I mean, everybody was up on Iowa and Luca Garza, and if the Badgers could have another run like they did last year when they ended up tying uh, tying for a win in uh, the regular Big Ten season, but it's been all it's been all Michigan and Illinois up to this point. They've been playing. Um, the best all season, and I'd, I would say it's either going to be Illinois or Michigan that wins the Big Ten tournament this year. It's interesting. I, I think the Big Ten by far is the best conference in college basketball this year, no question. Um, I think Iowa, I don't want to say that uh, Illinois is a whole lot better because I think they're pretty even, but I think the best team by far is Michigan. Um, I'm not quite sure which one I want to choose between Illinois and Iowa. Probably I'd lean toward Illinois at this point, but um, it's just that 
that conference is stacked this year. And it's not like the Badgers are a bad team either. I mean, they're, they're pretty good, but, I mean, these last couple of games have been just so disappointing for them. Yeah, it's been it's been tough. Uh, my hope is that March is feels like a whole different season. Sometimes you have teams that maybe struggled during the season can show out a little bit. Um, I'm hoping that um, on a team full of seniors, they'll want it enough to realize, look, this is our last go. A lot of them aren't going to be making the NBA, so um, this is their last chance. So hopefully they can get something going in March here. Um, but like you said, the Big Ten is just so stacked. I mean. Illinois beat us without their best player, Ayo Dosumu. Um, and we know Kofi Coburn on Illinois. They're crazy. They're like Shaq and Kobe. They get compared to them all the time. Um, Iowa, obviously, with the best player, I think, in all of college basketball right now, Luca Garza. He's scoring like 30 points a night. That's crazy in college basketball. Um, he's, the, he's the new eyebrow. And Michigan, obviously, is just kicking everybody to the curb when they meet them. I mean, they look like the best team in all of college basketball right now. Hey, I mean, Illinois beat them last night. Yeah, that's true. And Illinois, with Ayo Dosumu back, I think they could also do some damage. I can tell you right now, I would much rather have Illinois uh, win more than Michigan. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Definitely. All right, other than the Big Ten going into March 14th, Selection Sunday, actually my birthday, um, will be, we'll see, I think some of the big teams other than uh, obviously the Big Ten teams that we just mentioned, Gonzaga, Baylor, some of the ones up there, um, who are your guys' favorites for the tournament? Do you say Gonzaga or Gonzaga? Gonzaga. <laughs> Gonzaga? <laughs> I heard of both those. I, I bet there's the right way. I've, um, I've always heard it Gonzaga. Gonzaga. All right. Well, Gonzaga is definitely my favorite. I mean, if you watch them, it's just it's hard to think anyone anyone can really beat them other than, as we're talking about, Illinois, Michigan, um, a few outliers here and there, but they look so tough. Um, I think if we're... We're looking at it. When was the last time a Big Ten team actually won the tournament? Like, I would have to Google that. I have no idea. I, I feel like it hasn't happened in a while. So, to be honest with you, I don't think a Big Ten team will win the tournament. The last time I remember was that, you know, Michigan was in the finals. They lost. Wisconsin was in the finals, obviously. Um, when they had Frank the Tank and the whole gang going, they lost to Duke. Um so, yeah, the, Z- Z- the Zags, Gonzaga would be a big favorite. And I think that looking at the top teams, none of them really strike you as a team that would really win the tournament. Obviously, I don't think Baylor, as good as they are, are good enough to win the tournament. I would take um, a Villanova, who will probably ranked, um, two, will probably be a two to three seed. I'd probably take them over. Uh, Iowa or West Virginia right now. Huh. I also like uh, Kansas, uh, one of those blue blood teams that you think of. Yeah. They uh they haven't been ranked as high as they usually are this season, yeah. around like 16, 17. Um, but they've been getting hot recently, and 
I don't think anyone would be surprised to see them squeak their way into a Final Four, even a championship game. It's crazy. We had we had a week this year where it was the first time since like the early '60s that Duke, North Carolina, Kentucky, and Kansas all weren't ranked in the top twenty-five. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't know about you guys. I've loved seeing those teams not be anywhere it, in the mix, man. It is a crazy year, man. It's something else to see. Um, I think Baylor. Baylor can make a deep run. Um, obviously, being now where they like third in the nation right now. Um, West Virginia is another team I would look out for. Um, do you, Do you guys think Loyola Chicago can make another? Uh, deep run maybe go lead eight like they did with sister Jean a couple years ago I'd, I'd love to see it i'd love to see it <laughs> that would be something else one for the storybooks again and they made the final four didn't they i think they got bounced to lead eight i think it or was the, the final four it might have been the final four did they make it to all the way to the final four that one year all I right believe they someone did. hop on google someone hop on I, google I, I, i'm going on google i got it okay It was the Final Four. Yes, Look at that. Loyola-Chicago, Final Four. The 2018 Final Four, Loyola-Chicago. They were an 11 seed, I think. Man, life was good when that was happening. That, I think that was the year that, that Michigan lost in the finals. I think you're right. I'm pretty sure I had Michigan going all the way that year in my bracket. Um. Other than that, uh, speaking of Duke, which we mentioned earlier, Jalen Johnson... Hometown Wisconsin talent out of some prairie, then was in Nikolai and and Nikolay in Milwaukee. Um, he started off the season with Duke, uh, was averaging eleven points, six rebounds, two assists. About halfway through the season, um, bat- battled some injury and decided to actually leave Duke um, to start training for the uh, NBA draft. Um, what do you guys think of that? Do you think that was the right decision? Uh, Go ahead, Ben. It's 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 a, it's a tough decision. Um, obviously, I mean, you can always go back and finish your degree, but I always think it's smart to stay in college as many years as you can. It's also a development issue. I mean, that's where you develop. I mean, going going straight from high school and and only a little bit in college, a year or less, going straight to the NBA. I mean, you got to be good and. Obviously, Jalen Johnson is about as good as it comes when it comes to that. But I think I would have preferred if he stayed at Duke for a little bit. Um, bring back a little of that spark that Duke is currently missing. Um, I mean, he's that type of player that can do just that. Um, so, personally, I, I would have liked to see him stay a little longer at Duke. But, you know, all the power to him and go go do well in the NBA. I'm excited to see what, what happens. I mean, it, it's also crazy to me um, following him since from out how early we got to know him being in Wisconsin, uh, watching him play so well at some prairie. I remember a couple, three years ago, maybe saw him at Portillo's and had a good conversation with him. And um, it's just crazy to me now watching him leave Duke. I mean, one of the greatest college basketball programs on his way to the NBA draft. Um, I, it's cool to see, but uh, you wonder um, if he may have, hurt his draft stock by leaving so early in this season and well 
I'm rooting for him, obviously, but we'll see how that pans out for him. Yeah. Yeah. What didn't he have that dunk over uh, LaFala guy, and he didn't come to school the next day? Uh, he, <laughs> I don't know. We won't. We won't name him. But right. yeah, he dunked on him, and it got posted on overtime, and right, it was tough. Was, it was tough. That was that was tough. Mad respect for that guy. You got you got to have respect to at least try to block a dunk. Right. Oh, absolutely. Right. Don't absolutely. jump. Don't I jump. People that get postered do not get enough respect for actually at least going up there and getting postered. I mean, I have way more respect for someone who's going to try to block and dunk and get postered than someone who's just going to step out of the way. Yeah, you. I'm sure. I'm sure Tyler Hero has uh, like a poor, like a portrait of him getting dunked on by James in the finals. That you know, that's got to be. It's got to be a top moment. All right, switching gears a little bit from college basketball to the NBA here. Um, our Bucks uh, took a loss last night to the Joker and the Nuggets after uh, Nikola Jokic put up a triple-double. He's making a pretty good camp uh, MVP campaign for himself with the Nuggets here. Um, but the Bucks are sitting at third in the East right now. Giannis is averaging about 30 points, 6 assists, 12 rebounds per game. Um, I think he's having kind of a quiet MVP season here. Um, I think he's still in the running, um, but I think not as many people are are talking about him as in the last couple seasons. I think not a lot of uh, people are talking about is because his supporting cast is here. I mean, I think last year's Bucks were much more uh, well known, um, probably a little more respected, to be honest. Um, but this this year, there's such a roller coaster team, hot and cold, up and down. You know, five straight losses, five straight wins, um, hot and cold streaks. You want to see them get consistent, and you know they're good enough to be consistent, but it's frustrating to watch them, you know, drop these games that should be won. Um, but I absolutely agree with you with the quiet MVP season. I mean, he's doing really well. Um, can he win it again? I don't know. That would be tough. But, you know, hopefully we'll see what happens. Yeah, the Nuggets are actually an interesting team because, you know, they were down 3-1 to one twice last year in the NBA playoffs. And they ended up uh, winning both, coming back and winning both of those series to face off against the Lakers in the conference finals. So, to be honest with you, I feel that they could poss- quite possibly be uh, a favorite and maybe my choice to represent the West in the finals because the Lakers, they they haven't been playing well. That's just straight up. Uh, the Clippers continue to choke games. <laughs> the, the Jazz feel a lot like um, that team that gets the, uh, they're the best team in the NBA during the regular season and then they kind of just... Ooh, That's a little so, familiar. Are you predicting something here, Christian? Are we well, predicting uh, an early exit? I mean, think about... I mean, you think about the Bucks. They got the one seed, you know, back yeah. up. There, there's been many teams that have come out of nowhere to get the best overall record in the NBA, and then they just kind of, uh, you know, dissolve. You know, that's, that's why I'm not as worried about the Bucks this year, man. I mean... Look, the last two seasons we've come out of the regular season with the best record, and that hasn't worked for us. Um, 
I mean, maybe if we don't have as much of a target on our backs going into the postseason, uh, if, we, if we're a little bit quieter and maybe save some of that steam for the playoffs, um, if, you never know. The, it might work out a little bit better this year. If the Bucks can get hot at the right time, <laughs> they will make a serious run to go to the finals. Yeah, um, my biggest concern is the Nets. They look scary, man. Yeah. It, yeah. It's just something with that star power of KD, Harden, and Kyrie. It's, no. it's almost like when you, when you get three superstars, it's almost like you become a decent team. It's not, it's not just that they have three superstars. It's that they're actually playing well together. They're not, they don't seem yeah. to be crazy fighting over the ball. They're... They're gelling, and so that's what the most concerning thing is about watching the Nets play right now. They and they are just their roster is just so safe no matter what. Like Kyrie Irving could break his leg tomorrow and be on the sidelines in a suit for the rest of the season, and they've still got Kevin Durant and James Harden suiting up. So I mean, it's they have so much insurance there in that way. All right. Moving on from the NBA here, uh, obviously we're in the offseason for the NFL. Um, we have some big moves that have been coming. A lot of quarterback changes could be happening here. I've heard about uh, um, predictions of up to 18 teams could have new quarterbacks uh, come the 2021-22 season here. Um, so some notable changes we've seen already. Uh, Matthew Stafford to the Rams, sending Jared Goff to the Lions. Um, what do you guys make of that trade? Well, now we can really see what Matt Stafford can do when he's not in Detroit. I mean, we've been here his entire career. Oh, it's the Lions. Oh, it's the Lions wasting him away. But, I mean, here's his opportunity right on the platter. He's got Cooper Cup, Robert well, He's got Robert Woods. Rivers. He's got a good old line. He's got a decent good run game. And he's got Sean McVay. If he plays, if he looks really good this season, his second season in the system is usually when quarterbacks pop off. So if he looks good this year, you better be real concerned about him the next year. But definitely, this is his this is his opportunity to really back up all the talking about he's being wasted in Detroit. I um I, I wish him well. I want to see him. Succeed. Um, even when he was on the Lions, I always felt really bad for him because you can just tell he's a good player. The skills there. Um, too bad that organization is in a complete disarray for the last. I don't even know when you want to start <laughs> going back. Um, Jared Goff. I mean, I, I kind of feel bad for him. He kind of goes from this the star, this up and coming superstar, wins the Super Bowl. And then kind of disappoints his next couple seasons and then gets traded to one of the worst teams in the league. Um, so I, 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 I agree with, uh, with Christian. If, if Matthew Stafford can't succeed in L.A., then people have been around him. Um, but from what, from what we've seen, from what he can do with a bad roster, um, you know, there, there are high expectations for for what he can do with a good one. Um, I expect him to do well in L.A. As for Jared Goff, good luck. Um, best wishes to you. Hopefully you can turn that organization around. 
and make them make them a fun team to play. Yeah, I'm 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 definitely with you, Ben. I'm rooting for Matt Stafford. I mean, watching him play in the NFC North all these years against the Packers, um, uh, I definitely like him. I and I hope he can do something good for the Rams. Um, moving on here, we have also. Um, on the carousel are going to be Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson, both um, likely to have asked for trades, have been uh, talked about that they might be landing somewhere else this season. Um, where do you guys think that those two guys might end up? Did you hear the report? And again, I haven't heard any confirmation of this, but I've heard this, this rumor spread around that one specific team that hasn't been named has offered the Texans an entire draft, or even two entire drafts, for Deshaun Watson. Have you guys heard that? I think that's a. I haven't heard that, but that is nuts. I think that is a bad I move. Mean, I don't care what team it is. It might be the Panthers. There's no way you can give up an entire draft, let alone two for one player. I don't give a crap who it is. That's too much. Um, but as for those two, you know, earlier earlier this year, if you were to have told me that Russell Wilson was a potential trade, I would have called you crazy. I thought he was a lock to stay in Seattle. But now, as time is progressing, I think there is more and more of a chance that he actually could be traded. Um, and, you know, as, as from what I'm hearing of the Seahawks organization, I mean, maybe he should be. It sounds like they're not, you know, they don't really – appreciate his value in Seattle. Um, as for Deshaun Watson, at this point, I'm almost certain he'll stay with uh, the Texans. And if he goes sold out and decides to get fined for not playing snaps, um, all the power to him. Hopefully he doesn't be considered a diva. I know that, that that word is starting to be thrown around with him because he was the one who signed his own contract extension. So, um, interesting. We'll see what happens. Only time will tell. So here's an interesting thought. What if we end up with a division that has Mahomes as quarterback of the Chiefs, Herbert as quarterback of the Chargers, Wilson as quarterback of the Raiders, and Watson as quarterback of the Broncos? (laughs) Oh, man. I mean, talk about a a whole 360. I mean, the Broncos is... Actually, make it, the Broncos are already a decent team. I, I want to see Jerry Judy with a good, a good quarterback. Yeah, I mean, I'm just thinking, you know, they probably figuring out Drew Locke, isn't it? They're they're kind of a dark horse to get um, to get Deshaun, so they could. And it's, so it's going crazy. They could always just sneak in there. Um, and I think Russell Wilson will. Probably, I feel that Russell will probably, if he goes anywhere other than Seattle, I'm gonna bet it'll be it'll be Oakland. I mean uh, Vegas, the Raiders, because uh, the Cowboys they're trying to figure out what's going on with Dak. Uh, the Saints are they have no money whatsoever, and they're trying to stick with Jameis Winston. The Bears aren't smart enough to figure that out, so that <laughs> just leaves. Oakland is the only other uh, uh, Vegas is the only other place that could get uh, Wilson. So if Wilson doesn't stay in Seattle, I would bet he goes to the Raiders. 
All right, we're here with a very special guest, NBC 15's own Mike Jocko Jocks here with us. How are you doing today, man? I'm great. I mean, I, I don't get that kind of introduction uh, on the news, so for people to shout, you know, I mean, that's uh, the checks in the mail. I appreciate it. Dude, we're, we're, we're so excited to have you on, man. We've got some awesome questions for you, and uh, we're just here to have some fun. Awesome. I like fun. All right, Ben, you want to hit him off with our first very important question? Oh, the, the ultimate one? Yep, the ultimate question. All right, so this is a little um, a little icebreaker we got here. So, if there was a hot dog eating contest between you, John Stoplett, and Brian Dukes, who do you think would win that hot dog eating contest? Well, Dukes is weird in more ways than one, but Dukes, like, I don't think he likes hot dogs or brats. Oh. That's weird, right? That, that is a little odd. Like, I'm not being, like, you know, just being judgmental of him. But, uh, uh, and John, he's kind of, uh, picky. You know, like, he, like, he's the guy on the new set or on our team that will, like, go out to, to fancy dinners and things like that. Um, you know. So I think he'd be above hot dog eating contest. So I see. Um, but even if they did, even if they did like hot dogs, I would still kick their butt. You know, it's, uh, I mean, look at you know, I'm like, I'm a big dude. So um, I-, I would win no matter what. All right. Perfect. All right. Well, my first question here for you is going to be, um, what is your most memorable sports moment that you've covered? Uh, you know, it's, uh, it's a tough one because – because I'm old, um, and because I've been around for a little bit, I've kind of seen some really awesome stuff. You know, um, I have gotten to go to the, the Super Bowl. Uh, I've just recently gone to the Rose Bowl. Um, so, so those two things, like, I mean, they stand out as far as like, you know, big moments. As far as you know, those are two of the top. You know, it's like the top bowl game. You know, forget about the playoffs and that, that kind of count. so rose bowl is like the old bowl game the super bowl is the king of of really any sporting event i mean super bowl i think is the biggest sporting event in the world so those two things stand out and and rose bowl of course like it was only like 14 months ago so that kind of stands out a lot just to be i remember the first time that when you get to the rose bowl you kind of drive down a path uh to get there you know, a road is what they're called, not a path. I mean, like, they do build roads in California. So, um, but when you go down this road, and then all of a sudden you see the Rose Bowl, you're like, oh, my God, there is the Rose Bowl. That's so freaking cool. So, um, but to me, uh, and maybe this is like the underdog, I actually got to see uh, the Badgers hockey team win a national championship in Milwaukee. So, it's my hometown. Uh, it's my team, the Badgers hockey team. And this is when they had Joe Pavelski, uh, among others, uh, Brian Elliott. Um, so to see them, we covered that team pretty extensively. It was 2006. So to see them win a national championship, that was pretty cool. It was, you know, and to do it in their home state, um, and just knowing the guys, and that, that's probably my favorite moment was to, to be on that ice when they won the Natty. Well, first of all, we pre- we prefer the term experienced rather than old <laughs> around here. Um, I'm going to write that down. <laughs> that's right. All, and also, we uh, 
we interviewed uh, a little while back uh, Tyler Mace. He's a good friend of ours. We've interviewed him a couple times for the podcast. Um, he actually played in that Rose Bowl, and he kind of said the same thing. It's just unlike anything else. It's just a crazy experience. I mean, just to, to know all the history that has gone down in that stadium, and it's just it's surrounded like by these mountains, and it's just beautiful. And walking into the stadium is just it's an unbelievable experience. And then I got to go on the field before the game and to see the Badgers warming up. Uh, it was, it was a surreal moment, but uh, yeah, definitely one of those uh, points in your career where you kind of take a step and you're like, this is awesome. All right. Next. Uh, what tips do you have for some youngsters looking to go down a similar career path? I would say go into public relations instead. Uh, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> the, uh, do anything but, but broadcast. Okay, guys, that'll be my uh, my lesson today. Is just don't do this. Uh, I would say, you know, just be prepared to work hard. You know, you guys. Uh, I know you already you know it's already cool that you guys are doing this even before you're getting into you know college training and things like that. Um, because. You know, that, that's part of it is just having a lot of experience. And when you first get uh, in the business, that, you know, when you go to Nebraska and they're going to say, what have you done already? And you'd be like, dude, look at this, you know, look at this podcast I got going um, already. So I, I think the thing is, is to get as much experience as you can. Uh, you know, I went to UW-Milwaukee and for a, for a long time, uh, you know, I wasn't the best student. You know, algebra hates me. I think, and uh, you know, science classes—they didn't like me either. But once I got to my broadcasting classes, I was like an A student. Um, but I'd say, you know, as much as as you know, like I'm going to be a hypocrite here, though, is like just do well, you know, at school, and, and, but enjoy it. You know, don't you know, don't go to school just go to school. You know, have some get some life experiences, but. Um, but make sure you know what you're doing. And then I, I think with going into broadcasting, it really is about who you know. So there's, you know, there's going to be chances to do internships and small time radio jobs and stuff where you're like, Oh my God, this is, you know, this is horrible or whatever. But, um, you know, I'm working overnight at some puny radio station, but uh, it's just about getting to know people and getting your name out there, and once you start doing that, I think it could really do big things. Now, there's um, there was a debate on Twitter yesterday or the other day about um, paid internships, and like I can't believe people don't get paid to do internships. And um, you know, in, in 2021, it kind of seems crazy that people are doing jobs, or you know, like sometimes internships. Our jobs, you know, for the most part, but uh, I must, I did an internship WISN TV Milwaukee for like three or four years while I was going to school. So anything, anything that I could just do, like to, to be involved. And then I got to know people and I got a job at WISN and then that job helped me get a job in Eau Claire and that job helped me get a job in Wausau and eventually to Madison. Uh, so I just think it's about who you know, be prepared to work hard uh, and be prepared just to, to, to do anything that's asked of you, and then uh, you just keep moving up, moving up, and, and, and getting places. 
Look, cool. man, you we can tell we're already moving up. We got Jocko on the phone right now, man. Wow, that's, that's the biggest step up you can get. I mean, it, it's all downhill from here, boys. You know, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I appreciate it. Uh, it's uh, I've been lucky enough to to work with some great people, and my job is awesome. Uh, there's not a day that goes by where I don't walk in this building and and you know thank God for the opportunity and. Just to, just to work here and you know kind of be the the face of of NBC 15 Sports, it doesn't go you know like I am very grateful for this job, uh, especially in 2020 and 2021 because people have lost jobs. But um, it just it's cool to work here. It, uh, but again, I, you know, and there were times where this job, you know, if you if you talk about the good points, of this job, you know, going to the Rose Bowl, going to Super Bowl going to cover, you know, like even going to like Badger games this year, I felt pretty cool. Like I was one of 25 people in the building. Um, but you know, there's also parts of this job that stink. You know, uh, I have three kids, 16, 14 and seven. And when you work two to two to 11, you don't really get to see them at night. So, uh, there are times that I wish you could be home or tuck my kids in or whatever. Um, but you take the good with the bad and you work hard and, you get to where you want to be. Uh, speaking of some of those great people that you work with, um, my uh, first very important question is what <laughs> working with. Uh, well, you, if you're going to ask about Jamie, I'm, I'm not going to answer any questions about Jamie. <laughs> and, uh, the, the lawsuit is still pending, so I can't legally <laughs> meet Jaeger in on good terms. I do work with your, uh, your he's your uncle, right? Yes. God, you, are you admitting that? You know, people can hear this podcast. Right? <laughs> like that, that's... We'll cut that. We'll cut that. Oh, yeah, get it out. Get it out of the podcast. <laughs> I got to go, guys. Thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, no, Jamie Yeager is, uh, you know, he's going to, I know he's going to listen to this. That's the bad part because I'm going to say nice things about him. But um, I worked here from 2005 through 2007 and uh, got to know Jamie back then. And whenever we talked, we always talked about uh, me coming back to the station and somehow it worked out. You know, like sometimes you, you kind of wish for something and it doesn't work out. Well, uh, I came back here in 2015 and Jamie was still working here because, I, you know, they can't, they can't, for some reason, they can't get rid of him. So uh, <laughs> he's still here, but he's, uh, as much as we like to, we tease each other a lot here, but uh, he's a great guy and we're lucky to have him. You know, he, he's got a, He's got a lot of experience. He's well experienced in uh, in the field, but he's a great director and a uh, great friend. Oh, and I just feel, I gotta take a shower. I feel dirty. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ben, you got a question for him? Sure. Let me know. Um, so, who has your uh, your favorite athlete been to interview? Uh, you know, I've been lucky enough to uh, interview Tiger Woods and uh, the GOAT, Michael Jordan. See, I call it Jordan. I don't know if you guys are LeBron fans, but to me. Uh, Jordan's the GOAT. Jordan's, Jordan's the GOAT. Um, so Jordan's can, the GOAT. Can you get us in contact with him for the podcast? Yeah, I'm sure he'd love to be on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. can you get Michael Jordan on here yeah. with us, please? Me and Mike are tight. You know, I just, when, you, when you hear people call Michael Jordan Mike, you know that they're, they're friends. So. Oh, yeah. Uh, me and Mike, I can talk to Mike about it, but um, those are probably like my two, you know, like those are people that are known worldwide. Um, but, you 
know, it, it's just cool to me as much as it's cool to brag about those names, but to interview, you know, Brett Favre over the years, uh, Aaron Rodgers, uh, you know, Giannis, uh, and even for me, like I grew up, you know, again, I'm, what do we say? I'm experienced, not old. So that's, that's right. right. I, I grew up, um, you know, I, I know you're going to find this hard to believe, but I'm like 51 years old. So I grew up in, um, when Marcus Johnson was playing for the Bucks, and now he is the color commentator for the Bucks broadcast. So I had him, I interviewed him live on the air once, and I'm like, while I'm interviewing him, my mind all of a sudden is like, dude, this is like the guy you grew up like. He was one of my favorite players growing up, and like, here I am, so many years later, and I'm and I'm like interviewing him on live television, and it just was like one of those surreal moments. You're like, this is kind of cool. So. Uh, I'd say those are my top two, you know, but, um, and this will sound cheesy, but I enjoy interviewing people like that. And I, as much as I enjoy going to La Follette or going to Memorial or going to Edgewood and interviewing high school kids and coaches because, um, you know, they deserve the recognition as well. So to give, um, people like that on the air is cool. And I'll run into people, um, you know, in the store or whatever, and like, you interviewed me when I was, you know, like a freshman or, you know, a freshman or sophomore, and I played football the fall, and to me, that's pretty cool, because, because uh, one, I don't remember, because, uh, you know, losing my mind, but, uh, no, but to hear people say that, and know that, you know, they probably have it on, you know, on their computer somewhere, stashed away to show their kids someday, so, uh, to me, that's cool as well. Okay, that's cool. Um... He already answered one of my first questions. Uh, what was your first job out of college? Um, so I'll just move on. Um, how do you get ready for your um, for your interviews with those big? Uh, I think that um, over the years, you know, you just kind of uh, you get more and more sure of yourself as far as hey, I know what I'm doing. Um, but I would say, you know, if I'm going to go interview, let's say, if I have a, I, you know what I had, um, I had the first one-on-one interview when Greg Gard got hired because uh, Greg Gard, I go to St. Dennis Church on uh, Madison's beautiful east side and Greg Gard used to live on the east side or uh, close to it so he always go to uh, St. Dennis so we became friends when he was an assistant coach so when he got hired I'm like dude give me you know do me a solid and, and uh, get me an interview so I, I'm not a big fan I like I know like people write down questions but uh, I'm not a big notepad guy that when you're doing interviews, so I like to have thoughts in my head of what I'm going to talk to him about. And there's there's some guys when you get burned where you're like, if I would have wrote it down, I would have remembered to ask the question. But, um, yeah. but for the most part, you kind of like you kind of let the conversation um, kind of go in a direct. You know, like I don't want it to be like, you know, Greg, how are you? Why are you excited? Are you, you know? what do you think this experience, your past experience will do for, for coaching? I kind of like, just want it to be a conversation. So I'll have thoughts in my head as far as uh, what I want the interview to be like and what questions I want answered. So I kind of just get that going in an interview and, and then I kind of take the conversation wherever it may lead to. So there are, there'll be like, there'll be questions, you know, if I were to, how confident are you going into the big tournament um you know is there you know how come this team maybe isn't as good as everybody thought or you know what, what's been the problem and then as 
as he talks, I'm thinking of the next question in my head. So, you know, I'll want some questions answered, but I also want to kind of, you know, take take wherever it leads me as far as these conversations. Yeah. Do you have any questions? Here? I do. I have another one. Uh, this is a little bit of a different question. It's more about your opinion here. Um, so, obviously, you're a Wisconsin sports guy. Um, we saw Graham Mertz last season. Uh, we saw flashes of top-tier talent from him in a few games. Um, how do you think a full season and an off-season will help him develop, and do you think he'll come out just slinging touchdowns left and right this year? Yeah, I'd like to see that Illinois game, like, every time he walks on the field. I know. <laughs> How come that happen every time? Like, like, see, my weekend guy, George, um, because of COVID, we're spread out here. So uh, he actually works upstairs, and I work downstairs, and there's kind of like a, a huge ledge. You can see it from um, the belt line when, if you drive by our studio. And he, you know, like, by his fifth touchdown, he's like, hey, Jocko. We're the national championship this year, so we're like, yeah, what's up? You know, like Grant Mertz is leading us to the promised land. But um, yeah, I just think that, um, and I also think like you throw everything out with 2020, as far as uh, you know, no crowd. Um, you know, teams were different. Um, if you remember, you know, the Badgers had some some COVID things going on, and then so did Illinois. So, and same with a lot, you know, and then they missed. He missed part of the season because of COVID um, and looked pretty good. You know, I thought he looked pretty good in the bowl game uh, until he dropped the trophy. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, but th- that's funny to me. The mail Side note, the mail bowl, like, the mail bowl received more recognition when the Badgers played there and dropped the trophy than they would ever receive. Like, nobody would care about the mail bowl that's until, right. like, until Graham Mertz drops the trophy. So, it was um, all- but I think, like, um, but I do think that he, he, he obviously, you know, he showed potential of why people were so excited about him that I think that, you know, with hard work over this this spring and then obviously in the summer and then fall that, you know, he has a chance to be really, really good. I didn't think that, he, you know, by the end of the year, uh, you know, he was throwing at guys like, you know, the four of us because they were running out of receipt. Everybody was hurt, it seemed like. So, um so I, I just think that he's got a, a great, tremendous upside. And I hate when announcers say that, but he's he's got a tremendous upside. But I, I, I do really think that he could be, you know, an unbelievable quarterback uh, in this next year and then hopefully one more year before he heads off to the NFL. Yeah, I like to call him Grammy Heisman. He's taking like home it. the Heisman like next year. Grammy Heisman. I'll take it. All right, and then uh, my last question for you here is, um, obviously we still have the Big Ten tournament and the March Madness tournament to watch the Badgers in this year, um, but there are a lot of seniors on that team. So do you think they're facing a serious drop-off next year after all uh, after no, we lose those guys? Yeah, it, it, I'm sorry to interrupt. I was so excited to answer the question. Uh, <laughs> I, I think that um, we shall see as far as what they're going to do as far as offering a, a a fifth year as far as playing. I know that they, they said that this is like a free year. You know, some of those guys, you know, it's, so, it's funny, like some them, you'd be like, okay, thanks. You know, like you don't need to play this fifth year. Why don't you, you know, go, go start working toward your, your job and stuff. But um, I'd be surprised, you know, I'd be surprised if 
some of those guys came back, you know, like Demetri Christ has a chance to go make some money playing basketball somewhere. It's not the NBA. It's, it's in Europe. Um, Brad Davison seems like, uh, I love Brad Davison. I think that I love his heart and, and, and you know, like, people his defense and people call him a flop or whatever i, I just think he's hard <laughs> and he's, he wants to win and like he'll do anything to win and uh i i'd love to see him come back but i don't know he like michael potter has a chance to to make some money uh nate reavers does you know and again if, if it's on the nba you can make some pretty good coin over in uh in europe playing basketball so and who knows like michael potter has a body of an nba player i mean he's he's huge and he's smart and he can shoot from the outside but uh, and so does Trice as far as, you know, basketball skills. But he's like 24 now, I think. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah. I mean, he'd be like, he'd be like the oldest guy in the Bucks right now. That they <laughs> right. Uh, so, do I think there's, you know, it kind of depends on who comes back. But Jonathan Davis is the real deal. Um, he, he's really, like, he's going to be a superstar, I think, in the Big Ten. Uh, and Tyler Wall is a good player. Uh, and the, the guys that come in at, at next year, I don't know if you've seen video of the of – the, the dudes they have coming in next year, but they got some good guys coming. That kid from uh, Nebraska is, is unbelievable. Um, and there's another kid from North Dakota and uh, one more from, from Minnesota. I mean, like everybody, they have like 18 guys on their team from Minnesota. But um, so, I, you know, like this is a great senior laden team, but I do, I don't know if there's going to be a drop off. I, I think they can be good again next year. That is the kind of optimism we love here on the big Mike and Chive podcast. That's right. That's what I'm talking about. If you, if you want, you know, like, I'm an eternal optimist. Like I, you know, like even the Badgers, as, as poorly as they played as of late, I still think you know because of that senior late team, I, I still think they have a shot to still pull things together and make a run in the Big Ten or make a run in the NCAA tournament. March Madness is a whole different beast, man. I mean, yes, everything right. can sure. be I mean, different. Like, well, you're able, you know, like it, they haven't been able to really turn on as of late. The beginning of the year looked right, but. They've kind of been in a funk, but, man, it just takes one or two games, and all of a sudden you're rolling. That's right, man. I mean, we saw Dimitri tries put up, what, like 19 points in 19 two minutes? Points. It was awesome. That was pretty cool. Uh, I do have a question. Yes. Um, do you think you have the coolest hair in broadcasting? You know, it's funny you say that. Like, I've had, like, 80 different hairstyles because, you know, just to, to change things up. And we've actually had people – uh, writing into the station and complaining about my hair. You they know, complain? They I, complain? I swear, yeah. Oh. Well, yeah, I know, right? I need to start writing in and telling you how much I love hair. your hair. Please do write in the station and say that I got the greatest hair. We write in, oh. We'll write in compliments. Yeah, we, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll level it out. I swear to God that people are writing in and saying, uh, you know, like, his hair's dumb, he's too old for that haircut. Experience. Uh, Experience, right? So, you know what I did when I was, uh, uh, you know, when we'd start getting in, my hair was pretty high for a while, but people were like, his hair is stupid, he's too old, he's too experienced, and so seriously, like, before I got in the air, I was like, pulling my hair up as much as possible, like, putting in hairspray, just to make it as high as it can go, just to piss people off, because I was so mad, like, how, who cares, you know, like, I would never in my whole life writing into a state you know like a tv station or you know anywhere and be like your hair is dumb you know like i seriously got emails uh <laughs> people were writing it on facebook your hair is dumb you're stupid stuff like that and it's like so but there was like last this is between us and the podcast but there's a uh like about a month ago 
we got like five like five emails or five Facebook messages that was like your hair is done, your hair is done, we're not watching anymore. So um, they kind of encouraged me here to get a haircut. So it's kind of you know like you can't see on the podcast, but I you know I kind of lowered it on top. Of oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm still, hip with, I'm still hip with the kids. I got the fade on the side. So That's right. You, know, I'm rocking you, shouldn't, you shouldn't have to listen to them. You should, you should get it as high as you can. If you, listen to, to, you know, if you listen to anything I say today, it's always be yourself. Yeah. There you go. Especially uh, your hair. Always be yourself and stop going into broadcasting. Right, yeah. Go into broadcasting. Speaking of this, uh, what would you say is the biggest difference between – like a sports job on a TV like NBC 15 or a radio job. I just think that, you know, they're two different animals as far as uh, the job I do. You know, you put together a two and a half minute sports cast three times a day. Um, you know, obviously it's a visual medium. Uh, there are, you know, originally when I wanted to go into broadcasting, I, was, I wanted to do play by play. Uh, as far as radio goes, I was a big fan of Bobby Uger growing up. I thought, like, to be able to paint pictures while somebody's driving down, you know, paint pictures of a ball game while people are driving down, you know, the highway or, um, you know, listening in their cars. I always thought that was cool, like, to be, wanted to be a voice of a, a team. But, I mean, my hair is so great that I could not be on radio. Like, I had to share this with the world. So, uh, you know, to, to, to hide in radio. It was, it was not for me, but no, I, I think I still think you know you're, you're always going to hear, and you, know, you guys will hear it all the time. Like, oh, radio is going to radio is going to die, or you know, like I've heard for years, TV sports is going to die off because like people don't, you know, people can turn on their phone and get the app and stuff like that. But but you notice like you find ways around it. I mean, you know, ten years ago there weren't any podcasts, and now you know, like you guys have a podcast, like you know. People on ESPN have have podcasts and stuff like that. So um, I just just think that you know, no matter if it's TV, you know, t- like again, TV is a little more. You know, we do we do the same thing basically every day, just different stories. Um, it's 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 there all the time as far as my the six, nine, and ten. Um, whereas radio, if you're doing play by play or um, doing a show, it can change a little bit as far as, you know, what you talk about, uh, where you want to take listeners. Uh, but, you know, I think both are awesome. That would be awesome careers. All right. All right well, I'm out of, uh, I'm out of questions. I don't know about you guys. Uh, I think I have, I have one more, um, awesome. a bit, uh, a bit more personal about, um, uh, donating bone marrow for the match program. That's awesome that you asked that. So, um, to go back a little bit, my best friend, when I was 19, uh, passed away from leukemia. So, and it was, you know, one of the, by far the, one of the worst times of my life. Um, you know, knowing that Lance was gone and I always wanted to do something like big, you know, I was helping out with the leukemia and lymphoma society, which I still do host events uh, all the time for them, but I was at, we were, uh, at church and they had a, um, be the match registry. Uh, I guess you call it like a, a meeting where, um, people would come in and get swabbed. You have your cheeks swabbed. And I went to that meeting to help, try to help somebody else. A guy's name was Mr. 
they called him Mr. Dave, and he was uh, like the after-school program leader. And they're trying to find a match for him because you could, you know, you can donate your bone marrow or stem cells to people. Uh, he had a blood disorder. Uh, unfortunately, Mr. Dave passed away like six days after the registry happened. But two years later, uh, be the match contacted me. They're out of Michigan. This particular blood center was out of Michigan. They said I'm a possible match for a woman with leukemia. Uh, and I was like, oh my God, you know, like this is what I've been waiting for to kind of honor my friend Lance, you know, to, to right. help this woman out. So, I, you know, I do like 30 blood tests, 30 blood tests. Uh, I hate needles. Uh, you know, I hate getting poked, prodded, that type of thing. But, but then I thought in my mind, I'm like, you know, this woman who I'm donating my, my stem cells to, um, like her life has been horrible, wrecked by cancer, wrecked by leukemia. So, um, we eventually found out I was the match. Uh, I went to Milwaukee, sat in a chair with, uh, one needle in my right arm and one needle in my left arm. They took all these stem cells out of my body. You know, they, they gave me for five days. I got shots in the back of my arms, um, which increased this medicine, increased the blood, the stem cells in my body. So like, you know, like I'm making this number up, but like, let's say you have 5,000 stem cells in your body. I had like 20,000. Like it, 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 so they take all the blood, the stem cells out, put the blood back in your arm. And then, um, they, this woman was from Australia of all places. They, yes. rushed, they rushed my stem cells to the airport, flew them over to Australia. And then, uh, I helped save this woman's life because they, my stem cells took into her. And I bet she's like, I bet she's addicted to Diet Coke. And she has great hair. She has great hair now. So, but but like honestly, uh, whoever's listening, you go to be the match dot org. Uh, when you're 18, you can register, be on the registry, and if you match, they like you said, they take your you know, you do a swab of your cheeks, and if you match uh, DNA wise enough, they you have a chance to like help save someone's life. It's a, it's amazing. Uh, top five moment of my life. I I've got married to so the getting married is number one my three kids are 1a 1b one two. so number five is definitely uh saving someone's life through be the match very cool very thank, you, thank you for asking about that great to hear. one of the greatest moments of my life so and number six is being on this podcast right that's right uh, right if my kids keep backing up, they move, may move down to six and you guys might oh there you go we might bust our yeah. way into the top five over here <laughs> hey. All right, and then I guess my last question for you would be, uh, how did we do? I think you guys are awesome. I, again, like, this is no BS, um, and I'm not even going to swear even though it's a podcast, right? So, uh, no BS. I think that you guys, um, this will sound corny, but you guys reaching out to me uh, it is a bit, like, that's cool. Like, I appreciate it that you guys reached out to me. Um, it shows that, you know, you guys have initiative. You guys are are not just sitting around waiting things for you to, to come to you. You're making them happen. Um, you know, like I said, you're gonna you're gonna work your butts off uh, in this industry. But um, when you start doing things, you start doing things on your own and, and creating things, creating uh, opportunities for yourself. I think it's awesome. So, a plus for many of you guys. You know, like you want me to talk to your teachers. Uh, send them my way. I'm giving you all A plus for for everything. Uh, whatever you guys do, except for I can't help you with algebra. Uh, <laughs> who needs we'll algebra take, anyway? We'll take it. 
I mean, with hair like that, who needs to... Right, Artie <laughs> is good hair, uh, you know, Nebraska, and I don't know where the other two guys are going, but uh, but uh, seriously, I, I know I said it a billion times in this podcast, but uh, just keep working, boys. It's going to, you know, like, good things happen to those who work hard. Look, man, this was a spectacular interview. We really appreciate you taking time yeah. out of your very busy day, and... Uh, we hope to talk to you again sometime soon. You, anytime you, you guys want me to be on, if you get bored and, and you know you run out of, uh, of other guests, want to have Jamie on, give me a call and I will. Uh, <laughs> I'll be glad to be on the show. When when Michael Jordan and Tiger Woods are unavailable, we'll give you right. a call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rogers, you can't get Rogers. I'm your guy. All right, man. Thanks so much. Thanks, Joe. Right, thank you. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the Big Mike and Chife podcast. It has been a spectacular episode. Big thanks to Mike Jocko Jocks on here for helping us out with that interview. It was a blast talking to him. Um, thanks again, you know, Christian Chife Yeager, Benny Daly. Uh, weren't able to have Benny Blazel join us today, um, but hopefully he'll be on with us next episode. Um, hope you enjoyed, and make sure you keep an eye out for the next episode. Um, shoot us some feedback of what you guys thought, and we'll see you next week. Peace out.